Ontario Rain announcer John Schaefer was on the call for the 2022 Rookie Faceoff, and we'll get his thoughts on that event and the performances of some key young players like Quinton Byfield, Brent Clark, and Martin Chromiak, plus what the Ontario Rain are going to look like for this season. All that coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. Uh, I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. Uh, I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL insider. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, more importantly to you, a very passionate longtime LA Kings fan. We are excited to welcome in the voice of the Ontario Reign. He is Josh Schaefer. Uh, Josh, uh, you and uh, Daryl Evans were on the call at the 2022 Rookie Faceoff in San Jose. And obviously, it's a small sample size, uh, but we can only talk about the games that have been played. Um, watching the broadcast that you guys did, I had a lot of positives to take away from the LA Kings. What was your general takeaway from their performance in the last few days over there in San Jose? Yeah, Eddie. Well, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you asking me to come on. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Kings. Uh, like you said, it's a small sample size, um, and what you can take away from from something like that is you get to see uh, the Kings' prospects um, and and even the camp invites playing against players of a similar age, of a similar of a similar skill set and quality. Um, and and I think that's what you can take away from this is. It's a lot different than seeing Quentin Byfield just thrust into an NHL lineup early on. Instead, he gets to go play against other top prospects from other teams, uh, you know, in the area. So I, I think that that's one way that you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, um, that's why we have these tournaments. Um, I remember reading something a little while back. Uh, I want to say it was last year going into the rookie tournament where um, – Part of the reason why these things exist is because the Red Wings had all these prospects that just could not compete um, with the Red Wings players of the past back in, in the 80s and the 90s, and it just wasn't fair. Um, so that's why they have these kind of kinds of tournaments where they can go out and get involved um, with prospects from other teams. So with that being said, um, it is a small sample size, but for the most part, I thought the guys who you'd expect to go in and play really well, um, I think they did. Um and I think obviously Brent Clark kind of stole the show. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a little bit, but um, Brent Clark was somebody that I thought was really impressive. And there were a lot of things to take away from his overall game. Um, but then at the same time, there are guys that are um, Kings draft picks are considered some of the Kings top prospects that maybe didn't even show up on the score sheet necessarily, or, or score many goals in, in the three games in San Jose that I thought uh, that I thought played really well too. Well, you mentioned Quentin Byfield, and I think he would fit into that category of what you just talked about. Um, you were around him there. Obviously, you saw him in person. Uh, just your takeaway uh, from his performance. And we've heard that he's bulked up this season. Does he look bigger and stronger? Yeah, I think he does. I, I think he does look a lot bigger and stronger. Um, something that I think a lot of people noticed very early on with QB um, was, well, first in 2021 when he did play that that season in the AHL with the rain uh, behind closed doors at TSPC. Obviously, he was not supposed to do that, um, but 
Um, for him that year, it was either Kings or back to juniors and the Ontario hockey league didn't play that year. So that was kind of a unique scenario where Quentin Byfield got a chance to play in the perfect situation, the perfect level for him, which was in the AHL, which in any other year would not be possible. That's not possible for Brant Clark right now. Um, but for QB that season, it was, and very early on, he might've struggled a little bit, but eventually QB hit his stride and was really, really impressive. And then made his debut later that season for the Kings. Um, so, um, that's kind of, um, where we're at with QB going into this next season, where obviously he's battled some injuries. Um, but for the most part, you can see the talent, you see the potential. It's just whether or not he's, um, taking things in stride. And obviously if he's healthy and right now he's healthy, he's bigger, he's stronger. And even if he's not, you know, lighting up the score sheet in San Jose, I thought he looked really good. Um, and obviously I think that when you look at um, a tournament where he's playing against a lot of guys his own age, where in the past he's dominated before, um, and he's maybe not lighting up the score sheet, I think that might bring about you know a little bit of cause for concern among some fans. But for the most part, I thought QB was really impressive. You know, he centered the top line in the games that he played. Um, he played with some talented players uh, on on either side of him. Uh, he he sought them out most of the game. Um, he's a great passer. I think he's big. He's strong. He's physical. Um, not many players, especially on San Jose, at least in the last game, this might be recency bias, but um, couldn't really land many checks on him because he just shrugs guys off. Um, so I thought that he was really good. Um, there were a few instances, you know, in the neutral zone in the last game where he might have struggled to corral a puck, but it was the same thing for both teams. It felt like maybe the ice was a little bit choppy that last game, but QB, I thought was really good. He was really impressive. And you just see that potential with him. Every time he steps on the ice, he seems to get a little bit better. You mentioned Brent Clark, and I did see him a little bit at the development camp, but getting to see him in game action, uh, I was so impressed, uh, obviously, with the way he was able to perform. Uh, he put up some numbers, scored a shootout game winner. Uh, and there's a chance, as you mentioned, that he could make the LA Kings roster this season. Um, I would say if this is the first step in that process that he certainly passed with what he did at the, uh, the rookie faceoff. Yeah, well, he's certainly flashy. And, and those things that he does, um, those, those good things that he does really stand out. Um, and that's a really huge benefit for him. I think coming in, we did see him in all three games, uh, which was um, not the case for guys like Quentin Byfield, Akil Thomas. You know, Jordan Spence only played in one game this weekend. Um, but the difference between those kind of guys is Jordan Spence was an AHL, uh, first team all-star last year and on the all rookie team and also played in, uh, almost 30 NHL games and a couple of Stanley cup playoff games as well. Brant Clark on the other side of things has not played in pro hockey yet. So who needs to play in these rookie tournament games more probably Brant Clark. So he played in all three. He was, uh, crucial for LA in in all three games and he entered the final game of the tournament leading all skaters in San Jose with four points in just two games. And they were all assists. He just seemed to factor into the offense constantly. And he said that after uh, that, he said after that last game, he was being a little bit, you know, I, I think that there might've been a few late, late jabs at him here and there, but he was kind of said, you know, if you try to put me down offensively, like I'm going to get back up, I'm going to try to play my game. I'm not going to let somebody else's play detract from what I want to do on the ice and beyond the offensive side of things. I thought he was also really good defensively. And I think that um, a lot of hockey fans and Kings fans will talk about his offensive abilities, but twice this weekend, um, whether it was the first game against Colorado 
or the last game against San Jose where there was some sort of situation one way or another that a team pulled the goalie for the extra attacker. I thought he was terrific defensively, specifically, both when the Kings needed to prevent a goal into their empty net and try to push it up the ice uh, for a goal themselves. I thought he was good denying shots at the empty net. And then on the flip side, on, on Monday against San Jose, I thought he was great defending the Kings net when San Jose had the goaltender pulled. So I was just overall more impressed with Clark defensively later in games than even offensively. And another player I wanted to bring up, uh, Martin Kromiak, uh, is going to be playing for the Ontario Reign this season. Um, I think he's going to be a fun player to watch for uh, you guys there in Ontario. Um, heard a lot about him, had a stellar year in the OHL last season. Uh, loved looking at him on the power play, um, but obviously he's a sniper. Scored those two goals in the third period to help uh, force uh, overtime uh, in that second game. Uh, got a good look at him for the first time as well and was impressed with what I saw. How about you? I mean, he's just a natural scorer, right? Mm. Uh, he he led the Kings in goals last year at the rookie tournament when he was a year younger. Uh, and this year he comes into the rookie face-off. And like you said, he scores two goals to kind of bring the Kings back in it against Vegas on Saturday. Um, and he just has a knack for scoring. And, you know, I helped out with LA Kings Insider this week. And one of my uh, one of my takeaways from a game is that his just he just gets better every time we see him. He seems to have... Uh, that like genuine scoring touch that he has somehow gets better every time he steps on the ice for the organization, whether it's at dev camp, whether it's at the rookie faceoff, whenever he just seems to get a little bit better offensively each time. Um, and he was, he was a late round pick too. And even the year that he was drafted, there were a lot of, you know, analysts who, who seemed to think that um, he could be the sleeper pick of the draft. And right now um, I don't know, who else was in that draft, at least off the top of my head, who I can name, who might be a bigger sleeper pick than Martin Kromiak being picked as late as he was um, and coming in. I think he's going to be pretty good for Ontario next year. So again, he, he's young. He's got a lot of things in his game that I think that the, that the rain coaching staff led by Marco Sturm is going to try to refine a little bit, but he's a, he's a natural goal scorer. And I think the rain are going to be looking for that from him um, a year after they were the best offensive team in the league. Um, you know, we expect him to make his debut for the rain this year and stick around all season. I think that's going to be a great scoring touch to have it for the Kings organization in the AHL. We've got more with Josh Schaefer, the voice of the Ontario rain in a moment. But first I need to tell you that betonline.net is your number one source for pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events like baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is BetOnline where the game starts more with Ontario rain voice, Josh Schaefer and Josh, the only downer I thought for the LA Kings coming out of the rookie faceoff was the fact that Alex Turcott, who was initially on the roster ended up not being able to play. I know you are not a doctor or a trainer, um, but he's dealing with those two concussions from a year ago. And uh, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that he can get back on the ice sooner rather than later. I know concussions are not like a shoulder or a knee, um, are, what are you hearing uh, as far as maybe when he can be able to get on the ice this season for the Ontario Reign? Is there is there optimism or is it just a day-to-day thing because of the concussion? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, the only thing I can really go off of is, is kind of what I've heard from Marco Sturm, and it's, kind of, it's the same thing he, he said. 
um, the other day before the team left for San Jose, which was, you know, he uh, is not ready to go yet. Um, and again, they're going to be patient with him because just like Alex needs to be patient, um, the organization does too. Um, and right now, obviously, his safety is our top concern. And, you know, like you said, he he had a couple of disappointing injuries um, and and he's getting back to where he wants to be. But right now, he just wasn't available um, for, for the weekend in San Jose. Uh, you mentioned his name briefly, but Jordan Spence uh, played one of the games uh, there at the rookie faceoff. He obviously had a great season in Ontario, and we got to see a glimpse of him uh, in L.A. last season. Uh, he's a guy, I got to admit, I have a bit of a fan crush on. Uh, but just wondering, uh, people rave about his development and how quickly he has come in such a short amount of time. Uh, it just seems like almost a foregone conclusion that in the near future, he's going to be playing uh, at the NHL level. Is there almost a sense of pride? I know Sean Dursey is another example of a couple of guys that get called up in situations that maybe they weren't ready for. Maybe they, they've been brought in sooner rather than later because of injuries. Is there almost like a sense of pride when you see these guys develop with Ontario that they jump up with the NHL level and, and play so well? Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 interesting because obviously you want them to to go and play with the Kings. That's why the Rain are here. That's why we're all here right. is to to cover the the Kings of the future. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you get late in the season and you're thinking, man, yeah. if we had if we had that Jordan Spence quarterback in the power play. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's uh, Jordan's a unique player. Um, he again was not uh, he wasn't really he was he was a middle rounder. Um, I think last year maybe a lot of people were surprised to see what he could do. Um, I think there are a lot of people who work for the organization or who, who follow the team very closely in the prospect tool who weren't really surprised um, at what Jordan Spence was able to do last season. I mean, he came on. Um, we would I, I would talk with Jared Shaffron, um, the who's the rain insider. Uh, you know, we would talk before we'd go on the air every day and be like, all right, if somebody's scoring a goal today, who is it? And I just went out on a limb and said Jordan Spence for probably 10 straight games until it was Jordan Spence. Um, and he scored just with this blast of a, of a slap shot from the right point um, and, and scored kind of how he scored his first NHL goal too uh, later in the season when he was playing with the Kings. Um, but he's just a, he's just a tremendous young offensive player um, who I, I think when people had asked last year when the time came up or when the time came for him to get called up to the Kings, was he the most ready? Was he ready to be in the NHL? But the bottom line was he was getting called up to a team that needed a defenseman to bring a little bit of offense. And who from the rain was most ready to do that? Jordan Spence, and it wasn't close. So Jordan Spence gets called up, and he fills that role for the Kings, and he was really good. So I, I think that last year he was catching a lot of people by surprise. This year, not so much. And even at the rookie faceoff last year, I, I can recall – um, then rain head coach, John Robleski, who was leading the team, he said, you know, we had some players get off, get called offside multiple times in this game because our forwards just didn't know how to play with Jordan Spence because he's so good and he's so fast and he's a defenseman and he wants to quarterback, not just the power play, but the rush too. He wants to carry the puck into the zone and guys didn't know that after only skating with him a few times. Now that's not really the case. I mean, the guys want to play with Spence. He's he's a leader both on and off the ice, and he's only like 21. We've talked, obviously, about a couple of talented players that we think we'll see in L.A. in the near future. Uh, and Any thoughts on any players with the reign that we haven't mentioned? And look, the Kings lineup looks like it's pretty set. I don't know that there's a lot of opportunities for guys necessarily to make a big jump into the lineup this year. But as we saw last year, injuries are something you can't predict. And when they happen, you need to have guys that can fill holes. Is there any players that come to mind uh, that are likely going to be with the rain this year that if called upon, you think could, could contribute with the Kings this year? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and somebody that we did see uh, very, very briefly in L.A. last year uh, and somebody who actually wasn't at the rookie faceoff this year is uh, is Samuel Fagimo. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy has uh, a ridiculous wrist shot. He is somebody that I think could fill in on the Ontario power play very nicely now that Martin Furka is no longer with the team. Um, but uh, Sammy is a very good offensive player. He really, you know, came into his own last year, um, especially later in the season too. Um, he's somebody that I think, um, you know, you know, you never want to talk about injuries. You never want to anticipate injuries, but of course they happen. And if they happen, I think uh, Figimo is somebody who could step in and, and, soar in the NHL when he finally gets his chance. Uh, somebody that I think early on a lot of people were disappointed with uh, in terms of offensive production, but then extremely impressed with late was Akil Thomas. Um, Akil Thomas is a phenomenal face-off guy. Um, he is a, a cool guy to be around. He's very easy to talk to. And once he got going last year, he had 11 points in his final 14 games of the season after struggling for most of the year coming back off of a, of a of an offseason you know surgery and recovery so um akil thomas is somebody that i think could also be in that same conversation of two forwards who might get their opportunity um uh, you know i could i could go on about guys like tyler madden too um tyler madden uh, last year obviously missed some time and the year before missed some time but he's somebody that's got a really sneaky wrist shot too um who could contribute in the future uh, and then at least on the back end, I think the first person that comes to mind, other than the guys we've already talked about, is probably Helge Granz. Um, he's very young, obviously. He's somebody who played pro hockey last year, and we anticipated him leaving for two weeks to go to World Juniors. That's how young the guy is. Um, but he's big, he's strong, he's physical. Um, and when he played a full pro season last year, um, being one of the younger guys in the division in the in the AHL's Pacific Division, he was somebody that was tested a lot. He had some challenges, um, and he and he learned a lot too. And and I think that he's somebody that within the next couple of years might get a look from the Kings. More with Josh Schaefer in a moment, the voice of the Ontario Reign. I'm going to ask him about, we've talked about players going from Ontario to L.A. I'm going to ask him about somebody going from L.A. to Ontario. But I need to remind you uh, to not forget about Locked On NHL, which is the podcast that covers all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channels, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast or watch on YouTube. That is Locked On NHL. So, Josh, uh, you got a new head coach with the Ontario Reign this season. He was an assistant coach with the uh, L.A. Kings last season, and he coached the team at the 2022 Rookie Faceoff. That, of course, is Marco Sturm. Uh, I'm sure you've had a chance to chat with him a bit. Your thoughts on him being the new man in Ontario? I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for the players, too. I mean, this is a great opportunity for him, uh, at least at the time. uh, And this may have changed this offseason. But at the time, he would have been the first European head coach in the AHL, and I believe in the NHL, too. Or not first, but only active. Um, I believe there was an interim um, head coach in in Rockford who may have been named full-time. I I can't remember. Um, But um, that's really cool for Marco. I'm excited for him to get that opportunity behind the bench. Obviously, he had coached with... uh, with Germany in the past um, as a bench boss. And he, he played a lot in the NHL. So, you know, he knows what he's talking about. And also um, having been with the Kings the last few years. And I think that's the biggest thing about it is the Kings are, have this unique opportunity to get players from their minor league affiliate who they share a wall with. 
at Toyota Sports Performance Center. Not everybody has that. You know, just off the top of my head, like San Jose has that, Manitoba has that, but how many other teams really have that? The newest team in the AHL's Pacific Division is Coachella Valley. They're affiliate Seattle. So they're they're not sharing a wall with any of their minor league guys. The Kings guys, if they call somebody up, they can walk outside, walk right back in the next door, and you're in the NHL. Um, so with that being said, not only has Marco been with the Kings staff um, in the past, these, these last couple of years, but now he's next door. He's coaching the top prospects in the AHL. They play just an hour away, and you're still trying to work within that same system that Todd McClellan and the Kings have established with the organization. And, and Marco gets to come to the AHL already all too familiar with that scheme and, and that, and that um, structure that the Kings want to play with. Um, so I think that's a huge benefit for all of these guys getting moved up. Um, and then at the same time, he, he knows a lot of them just because he's been around. So the guys that have been here, um, the guys who we expect to see in uh, Ontario a little bit, um, at least for a small amount of time, um, that have already been called up with the Kings have been with him, whether it's Turcotte, Byfield, uh, two guys that were signed this offseason again, Jared Anderson Dolan and Gabe Velarde, among others. They all know who Marco is. They're all familiar with him. So I think it's that much of a benefit just to have him with the organization and you know I talked to uh I talked to Tyler Madden after the San Jose game on Monday the final game of the weekend and uh I I asked him what it was like you know expecting to play with Marco this season and he said it was great first opportunity to um have him as the head coach but still have similar guys on the staff like assistant coaches Chris Height and Brad Schuler behind the bench but now with a new head coach it was great first time they're all together first real head coach coaching experience for, for Marco Sturm with the Kings organization and to have had a bunch of his players. And now for those players to have had him in the rookie faceoff, it's just a huge plus. And, and I'm excited to see what, what Marco can do uh, in the AHL this year. And I also wanted to ask you another specific Ontario rain question that that's not really affiliated with what's going on in LA, but I know the rain did lose some veteran talent. You men- mentioned Martin Furk, uh, Brent Sutter, the captain has moved on as well. Um, do, do we know who the captain would be for the Ontario rain this year? I know TJ Tynan, uh, maybe a candidate for that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. Um, that's more of a, you know, actually I, I recall hearing uh, Marco talk about this recently and, and I, want to say that he had said it's more of a the way that he views it is it's kind of a coaching conversation but it could also be a locker room conversation you know um some of the guys the veterans on the team that are back who, who wore at least a letter for at some point last season and include tj tynan cameron gaunts um jacob Doty wore an a1 game um which is interesting for a guy who who fights quite a bit because you got to be careful if someone's grabbing at your jersey and you got to stitch the a on um but you know you never know and um another thing that the rain that you have to consider with the rain is that you now have so many young players with the way that the kings have started a rebuild come out of the rebuild and are now looking to be at least contenders in the nhl you still have all of these prospects who have been around for a few years already but are only like 21 years old. So you have guys that are young and don't have all that much experience, but are still leaders on and off the ice. Guys like Jordan Spence and and Alex Turcotte. Um, So you never really know. Um, I I don't know personally, um, but I would like to think that guys like Tynan and Gauntz, among a few others, might be in the conversation. And one final question for you. Uh, I know you're a proud graduate of Arizona State. Uh, they have the new Mullet Arena there where the Coyotes are going to yeah. play. You were just in a venue for the San Jose Barracuda 
for the rookie faceoff that I maybe is similar to what the Coyotes are going to play at in Arizona. What is that? I was watching the, the feed, listening to your call, and that was the, one of the things that popped in my head that there's going to be an NHL team playing their season in an arena like the one you were just in. It's such a wild thought. And I know that I've, I've gotten to see Arizona State's hockey program uh, a few times, and they're very impressive. And I hope we can see more West Coast uh, collegiate hockey popping up here in the yeah. future. But uh, just your thoughts on what that is going to be like, uh, maybe from a broadcaster perspective or just a fan perspective, to see NHL hockey in an arena like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, that thought did pop into my head too. And my my mind always goes the the. A- ASU direction, which is how awesome that is for Arizona State, not just to have finally your own building and a legitimate hockey program that you've built up these last few years that now the only knock you had was not having a building. And now you've got the state-of-the-art facility that is so good that now an NHL team wants to come in and play and train and do all of the above in that building, um, I think is great for Arizona State. For the Coyotes, um, now you have this opportunity that maybe you haven't had the last couple of years where you might be one of the hotter tickets in town because there are any of those tickets to go around. Um, So obviously tickets, season tickets specifically, are a little bit more expensive for the Coyotes. Um, I'm very interested to see how it goes. But at least for the Coyotes, I think this is, I think a lot of people think like this is a crazy scenario. Like how are they going to do this? But again, if they stay in Arizona, which of course I hope they do, I mean, this is drum up more interest, right? Because that's a, that ticket is a hot commodity now. Um, but, you know, I did see the, uh, I guess something that I saw going around on social media actually this morning was the uh, the construction live cam caught them putting in the, uh, the Kachina and ASU logos at center ice. So it looks like you're going to have two logos at center. And, and I got to say, I think it looks pretty cool. Well, it's been pretty cool to talk to you, Josh. I really appreciate your time. Definitely want to check in with you during the season to see what's going on with the Ontario Reign. Could you let our our listeners and our viewers know how they can uh, check out your calls this season of the Reign? Yep, so we are uh, on AHL TV and uh, the Ontario Reign Broadcast Network, which is uh, going to be easiest to find on uh, OntarioRain.com. We might have a few other things up our sleeve in terms of where you might be able to find us for this upcoming season. But uh, at least for now, uh, AHL TV uh, and, and uh, OntarioRain.com. You can find us there. And then, of course, follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram at OntarioRain and uh, at Ontario Rain Hockey on Instagram. And we'll, we'll get calls there. We've got links there. Um, and then, obviously, hope to uh, have some people join us for the broadcasts and come on out to Toyota Arena this season. Well, we're hoping for a great season with the LA Kings and, of course, a great season with the Ontario Reign as well. Again, Josh, thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to our next chat and uh, great job up in San Jose this past uh, weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on. Had a good time. All right. Thank you. So we've got training camp coming up tomorrow uh, in El Segundo. Uh, I will be out there at the Toyota Center covering the first day of training camp. Very excited and uh, looking forward to sharing with you Uh, on tomorrow's show, uh, all the sights and sounds from the opening of training camp. Um, By the way, uh, I believe that that is open to the public. If you guys want to go out there again, 10 a.m. at the Toyota Sports Center in El Segundo as the LA Kings open training camp. Uh, If you're planning on going out there, frankly, and you want to say hi to me, uh, feel free. I'd love to meet any of the uh, the listeners and viewers out there uh, coming up. You can also email me if you want, uh, lockedonedie, E-D-D-I-E, uh, at gmail.com or uh, yeah that's right locked locked on eddie at gmail.com you could you could you know, 
send me a message on Twitter, whatever. Uh, like if you want to say hello and stop by and, and chat about the Kings, uh, like I said, I'll be out there uh, for the start of training camp tomorrow, 10 a.m. And I believe that is open to the public if you want to check it out. Uh, so uh, we're only four days away from the LA Kings preseason opener and 20 days away from the LA Kings regular season opener against the Vegas Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. And the first steps are, are taking place this coming Thursday at the start of training camp. Really excited about it and uh, looking forward to tell you what I see and what I hear and what's going on at training camp on uh, tomorrow's show. To keep up to date on this show and everything going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked LA, on LA Kings. And again, if you have any questions for our Friday feedback segment, the email address is LockedOnEddie, E-D-D-I-E, at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. I'm Eddie Garcia. Again, thank you so much for watching Locked on LA Kings. And as I always remind you, as we wrap it up, go Kings go.